0: Well, mm-hmm. and this morning I, uh, m- my wife came in when she uh, walked into the den. Yeah, know, she did. Up, and she said, uh, "How are you doing?" I said, "Oh, I'm just, I'm just sitting here rubbing my wiener." <laughs> and of course, you know, Elmer was in my lap. Like <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like it when I talk about my wiener. <laughs> did you want to stroke my wiener? Everyone loves my wiener. <laughs> uh, I think that's
1: hysterical. I got my, my dad has only had. Uh, Dotson's for the last three dogs he's had, and one year for Christmas I got him the uh, I love my wiener shirt.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> he likes to uh, lay between my legs, and so you know I'm just I'll just sit there and rub my wiener, just rub it, my wiener. Rub it long. And, don't and Rub it hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, why, why did I hit record already? Why?
2: <laughs> that means I have to listen to this part when I edit. <laughs>
0: with
3: Aaron, Paulie, Wayne, and Andrew. I'm Aaron. This is Paul. This is Wayne. And I am Andrew.
0: So guys, do you know what a group of raccoons is called? Because I do. I know. (laughs) I know what a group of raccoons is called. It's called a gaze. A gaze of raccoons. G-A-Z-E? G-A-Z-E. A gaze of raccoons. How, how did
3: you uh, learn this little piece of trivia this week, Aaron?
0: Well, because that is what the uh, the uh, you know raccoon removal agency referred to them as. <laughs> you got what you got up there, Mister Head. Is your basic gaze <laughs> <of> raccoons? <laughs> uh, three families of raccoons. Uh, all three removed. families. Yeah, three families of raccoons. I had a a multi uh, multi-family dwelling. You had like Modern
2: Family but starring
0: raccoons. <laughs> up in your attic. Yeah, yeah. So the question is, can you claim them as dependents on your taxes? Uh, apparently not. Uh, otherwise, we we would have uh, negotiated something. But uh, yeah, they uh, they they came in and you know they vacuumed out uh, all of my insulation from the attic. And, uh, you know, sealed up everything and uh, chased off the raccoons and uh, put in new insulation. And uh, I am I am now raccoon free. Does your neighbor I now have off. a gaze of raccoons? I <laughs> think my said. neighbor does indeed have a gaze of raccoons. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. That, so uh, I, I, but I mean, they were here. All day. They got here at like 730 in the morning and they were here till like 730 at night and, uh, uh, you know, just worked their guts out all day long, all day. I mean, I'm watching these guys. I took the day off from work because it was going to be so loud. I couldn't get any work done. And I mean, I'm just watching these guys, uh, you know, and they, w- they would spend some time up in the attic, come come down because, you know, it's summer in Texas. They'd come out, you know, they, they'd go up there in shifts and they'd come out and just lay in my yard to cool down. Uh, I just, man, lots of guys, lots of guys clearing out the raccoons. How did you figure out you had raccoons in your uh, attic? When uh, after my surgery, the first two nights after my surgery, I slept in the den uh, in in the recliner so I keep my foot up mm-hmm, comfortably. Mm-hmm, yep. And I it was in the middle of the night and I heard something up in the attic. And I, I mean, it was like it was like I was sheltering, uh, uh, sheltering folks during Nazi, you know, wartime Nazi Germany up there. I mean, it was like I had Anne Frank living in in my attic. I mean, it was like full grown human beings walking around my attic. I'm like, what the hell is that? And so I call I called the guys out and they're like, yeah, what you got up there, sir, is your basic uh, raccoon situation. You got yourself a cloud, a, a, a gaze, a gaze of raccoon. Uh, yeah 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 oh. and uh I'm not gonna say how much the bill was, uh but dear Lord <laughs> it it is but it, it, is but it not may as cheap. well have been
2: a dependency situation it
0: really i mean wow it was a uh, it was a whole <laughs> whole lot of money, whole Man. lot of money. yeah,
3: you put three families of raccoons out on the street in the middle of Texas summer.
0: <laughs> I could have bought them a house.
3: And here's your own
0: house. <laughs> a
1: bill that big is going to really hit Paul's credit card. Ugh. That really
0: is. But you know, I kept asking my wife, "I mean, do, do you ever think they're up there? You know, before because it was like two weeks from the time we identified the problem to the time that we were scheduled for the removal. I'm like, do you ever think they're going? Man, they're loud down there. You think they could shut up? Because we were like, yeah, like I mean, because it just it got super loud. You could hear them arguing with each other. It was a whole thing. Wow, It was like Uh-oh. a sitcom up in my attic. <laughs> yeah, <things>. exactly. <laughs> they this had their us. own pod.
1: They had their own podcast. That's <laughs> right, He did. Right. Living with Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Uh,
2: well, I'm glad your house is now raccoon free. It's and nice. You can it's podcast nice. in peace. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so that we can now talk about comic books and the uh-huh. new Spider-Man comic book coming out. Yeah, it's announced. hard to
0: pivot into. It's hard to pivot into Spider Man from uh,
2: raccoons. Yeah.
0: yeah. It'd be easier if we were talking about Guardians.
2: Yes, exactly. True.
0: But none of us are reading I I guess maybe maybe there is a transition to to Rocket Raccoon and somehow into Spider Man. I'm sure there was a team up there at some point. I'm sure. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But uh we are uh yesterday, yeah, yesterday it was at the time of this recording. Um it was announced that there is a new Spider-Man uh, ongoing series, the adjective Spider-Man. Um, this one written by Dan Slott with art by Mark Bagley. And the first story arc is called End of the Spider-Verse and features Morlin, the return of Moreland, the that like vampire character from J. Michael Straczynski's arc. And uh, Wayne, Andrew, Hi. how are you feeling about this? you ready to pick up another <laughs> Spider-Man book? Now that, Andrew, you got me into that. the 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 one that's being published now
3: yeah i mean
2: uh, well i'll switch artists
1: yeah Yeah, can we switch artists i'd like to have bagley over on the main spider-man title and we can move j michael straczynski over to the slot book you mean john romita jr oh yeah john romita jr over to the slot book uh because uh the art still bothers me on a although it's not as bad as a lot of his previous books
3: so but, Wayne, Wayne, you weren't here last time. Are you, are you are you up to date with Amazing? I am. Okay. How how do you feel about the directions going so far? Paul and I talked about it last week. But I'm just curious about, about how you feel.
1: So there are some things I dislike, but I like the general story. That last issue was one of the best you know Spider Man stories I think I've read in a long time. All right. Cool.
3: The, I'm uh, glad I'm glad you're on board for right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm
1: I'm not happy with all the Mary Jane stuff, but. Sure that tombstone issue was by far one of the best
2: written issues in in a long time i loved it well so, you know we talked a little bit about this last week right that the tombstone stuff so you know andrew convinced me to pick it back up and i i read it and i i really enjoy it and i think one of the reasons i enjoy it so much is the callback to you know the tombstone character who was so prevalent in the spectacular spider-man arcs of like the 90s where i was really reading the stuff you know with sal Buscema on art and all that um so I'm really digging it, and it's but it's kind of funny to me that like artist-wise, we've got John Romita Jr. and Mark Bagley. Like we haven't progressed in Spider-Man art <laughs> since uh, <laughs> since 1998 or so. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm not complaining because I do like Mark Bagley. Although I do feel like I don't know. Like I feel like I've I've seen enough Mark Bagley Spider-Man art to last me for a while. I don't. I, I'm I'm ready to. To see, a, you know, a new artist take the reins.
3: I'm, I'm just wondering what's motivating Dan Slott to come back to Spider-Man. I mean, I thought maybe my memory's faulty, but I thought he had kind of run his course, told his story that he wanted to tell over all those issues of yep. Spider-Man. Maybe I, he's w-
1: tired of seeing someone fix everything that he screwed up with the character and needs to come back and screw it up some more.
3: Well, you say that, but, you know, the most recent arc just reset Spider-Man to a point where he's not with Mary Jane and, and Aunt May's angry with him. And, you know, it, just everything just got reset in his personal True. life anyway. So I don't I don't know if that's it.
2: Well, they have some preview art that already has Spider-Man in a new suit. So he's like hopping right back into it. <laughs> Dan Slott uh, does like new town. suits. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, I dislike all the new suits. You know, if he's coming back, I like that the first storyline is going to be a Spider-Verse storyline. Spider-Verse is kind of his bread and butter along with uh, Superior Spider-Man. Because his Superior Spider-Man stuff was great. I just don't want him writing Peter. Well, Spider-Verse will probably be a lot of Spider-Men that aren't Peter. True. So I will yeah. I will definitely pick up the first storyline because, like I said, Spider-Verse is his bread and butter. I don't dislike everything Slot did. He had some really good runs on Spider-Man. It just near the end i was more than done with him
2: yeah i mean you know with any writer who's on a title for 100 issues and we're right. going to talk about this here in a minute um later on with the with batman stuff you know they, they, there are hits and misses but sometimes people stay past their prime yeah you know like uh it, 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 you're ready you, you were ready to leave the title long before you actually did yeah, yeah and it sounds like definitely. he's
1: leaving fantastic four after the uh the current run, which is good, because his Fantastic Four run is incredible, and I like the idea that he's leaving before he's been on too long.
3: Which is, brings back to my question: Why is what you know what is bringing him back to to Spider Man? Is does he have some some arc that he's just dying to? I don't know, but I don't know, I'm Maybe check. it's
2: because of its you know relation to the Spider Verse stuff, like Wayne said. Like I'm looking at it. Um. Oh, it's also Spider Man's 60th anniversary, so that could be
1: it too. Yeah, uh, an anniversary. Doing more with the Spider Verse when there'll be another
3: Spider Verse movie coming up. Yeah, part it, one. It's
1: probably timing.
3: Yeah, well, I, I'm definitely gonna check out the first issue. I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed a lot of Dan Slott's run. I didn't read everything he put out. I uh, some somewhere in Superior, I kind of dropped off the the title for a while. So, um, I, I may actually go back and reread some of that first. But, I
2: think uh, I dropped out
3: after superior
2: like i think peter parker came back and like it, it was it started you know basically re-establishing normal peter parker status quo like he lost the beyond corporate he lost his corporation and all that yeah. crap and i'm like oh, okay you know we're, we're just building you know it's the long build to um peter just going back to status quo and there was the whole nobody dies
3: Ever. That yeah. was early. That was very early in slots run because you know started that slots started off the big time storyline and then that kind of segwayed uh, yeah. the whole. No one dies. That, oh, big time was so good. It was yeah. such a good uh, introduction into a uh, uh, Spider Man for Dan Slot. I returned
1: at the end for slots last storyline to read. You know what? This transition
2: to the next author. You know what? What cracks me up is Aaron's just sitting there like. Why are we talking so much about
3: Spider Man?
0: <laughs>
3: why are we talking more about Iron Man and Hellcat? Well, we know we know Aaron has a thing for redheads.
0: <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, that's why Wayne and I get on so well. Yeah, that's uh, the, that's the I, only reason I'm on the show. That's I heard right, that. That's right. Yeah. Um, Wayne, are are you reading the the ongoing
1: Iron Man title? I am. I am one issue behind though. Okay. But uh, uh, I, I have I have been reading it consistently.
0: I have very much enjoyed the current run on Iron Man by Christopher Cantwell, you know, and it's really told a very long story about, uh, you know, which seemed like it was just going to be sort of a retread of the Korvac saga uh, slash Michael. And it winds up being something so much more and really, you know, telling a, a, a big character story about Tony Stark. Uh, but I I think the thing that I enjoy the most out of that, the main series story, is the relationship that, that we're seeing between uh, Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, and Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man. Yeah,
1: and, and how he screwed it up as Iron God.
0: Right, right. And so when the annual came out, uh, Iron Man and Hellcat, what fresh hell, uh, I was really excited about it. And I'll just I'll I'll go ahead and and, uh, say from the outset, I love this book. I think it's well written. I think it's beautifully drawn by Rurari Coleman. Um, But, you know, it, it has the benefit of being written by Christopher Cantwell, who's writing the ongoing series. But what I find hilarious about this book is that it is Iron Man and Hellcat annual and Iron Man is almost not in this book at all. Yeah, and he uh, <laughs> serves no purpose actually being Correct. in it. Yeah, the only is,
1: reason he's there is so they could put his name on the title uh-huh, and uh-huh. try to sell more issues.
0: And, you know, I, I get it. I get that it was a sales gimmick, and the story didn't need it. I absolutely love this book. It is so haunting. Um, It brings a lot of Patsy Walker's backstory back to the foreground and places her in that supernatural element as well as the plain old superhero element. Yeah, Uh, I I didn't see that. I didn't see that coming at all either.
1: I was expecting with Iron Man and uh, Hellcat, it was going to be a typical superhero story. Yeah. Or maybe a relationship story. Same. Real quick, does
3: Hellstrom show up? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. oh i gotta i gotta read this yeah
0: issue. And, oh. and i you know and blackheart uh, and uh-huh M- lots of mephisto references nice uh it is it is really good and you know just just i'm just gonna throw throw a, a hint out there beware of buttons the velveteen <laughs> rabbit
3: <laughs> does uh, <laughs> does her suicide and her time in hell come up
1: yep time oh, in yeah. hell definitely
3: cannot wait to read this okay i'm I'm glad i heard this because i thought it i had fallen behind on the regular iron man uh you know uh, series and so i had didn't think i should pick up the the annual but if it's kind of off on its own mainly focused on hellcat and supernatural stuff
0: it is all about her
1: time
3: in hell awesome
0: i i absolutely devoured look i mean it is it was everything i didn't know that i need you know did you Uh,
1: notice at the very end uh like after the story they have a thing about like if you enjoyed the story, you want to see more of Iron Man, follow it here. If you want to see more of you know of uh Patsy Walker and was it Hetty? Mm-hmm. Then send us an email. It's yeah. like it, they want to do a Hellcat book, but they yeah. need to know that there's support for it. Oh, yeah, I'm, if you'd I'm like to see more that. of Patsy and Hetty, let us know. Email us at Mheroes at Marvel.com and be yeah. sure to mark your message okay to print.
0: Yeah, it was it was I I thought this story was uh, it was necessarily spooky, but there was also an element of delightful to it. Um, I just I love this story. I thought thought it was great. And it was such a a surprise win for me. You know, I've said before on the podcast, so many annuals these days just don't bring the quality. And this one did both in the storytelling, uh, in the narrative, as well as the the artwork. I just thought it was a terrific book. So I, I, uh, yeah, I'm so glad I picked it up. Yeah, I was sure to can see the artist. Uh,
1: I don't recognize the name. Yeah. Rurari Coleman.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I am not familiar with this artist.
1: Yeah, but That's I enjoyed a beautiful it.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good book. Um, Also a book that I was really surprised by this week was the new Jessica Jones uh, starring book called The Variants. Aaron, um,
3: Aaron, Aaron, you best say, you'd best say that you were surprised by how bad it was.
0: Oh, I, I kind of dug this book.
3: Oh, god! Same here. I loved it. I
0: hated it. I loved it. Huh. Oh. so so Andrew, tell me what you didn't like about the variants. A couple of
3: things. Well, and part of it may be because I have been un- disconnected from the comic book Jessica Jones for quite a while, so I'm not as familiar with what her status quo is. But I felt that the whole. Why is she staying outside a coffee bar? Jessica Jones should be staying outside of a bar. Uh, you know, she's talking about how the late night she spent there, you know, unless she was drunk or horny. Why is she staying outside a coffee bar? She should be standing in
0: a literal I gathered bar. That that, I gathered that that was her old bar that got turned into a coffee bar.
3: But she knew the guy inside of it. She knew when she went in later, she knew the the barista who's standing behind it. Remember? And then he's saying that he yes. pays her for protection. Why is she shaking down a guy for protection? <laughs> Right. I'm uh, not sure if she earns her money uh, by mm-hmm. taking out. The, and I was very upset for me because this guy's calling himself Hammerhead. I'm like, that yeah. guy looks nothing like yeah. Hammerhead. But then you find out that's part of the plot and you're like, all right, I, I can move along. But it, it, let's talk about Daredevil sweeping down and sweeping her unconscious body off concrete while completing you know, the arc of his uh, you know, swing up to another rooftop. Uh, that, physically he, he that ca- makes no sense
0: no he sense. caught her before she hit the ground
3: no she was on the ground
0: no he caught her before she got the, hit the ground she I, started yeah. to fall and he got her before she she hit the ground yeah that was
1: the whole point pur- 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 that was the yeah. whole point he doesn't miss
0: right oh, oh, hold on
3: I'm, I'm i'm swooping over there all right i can see that um <laughs> the about andrew is when we
2: have discussions about comic book
3: he's he gets very <laughs> lost in the the minutiae
2: of of certain things like he wouldn't heal that fast. I feel like he'd be more injured than that. She was on the concrete. He can't swoop her off of concrete. It's, it's interesting what you latch on to, Andrew. That's all.
3: I also <laughs> didn't like. I also didn't like the art. If you want something oh, more you, high you level, that, no, out. no, oh, I, I didn't. Did not care for the art. And I feel like this is too wrapped up with the the comic book yeah, bringing Purple Man back, bringing Kilgrave back, having you know the the redhead in the book to me reminds me very much of the young lady uh, from the uh, the. Netflix series. I, I just, I, I didn't like it. I felt like it was uh, somewhat derivative. And then, I don't know. I just, I did not care for it. The story didn't click with me. The art didn't click with me. Uh, I, I the dialogue really didn't click with me. Um, yeah,
1: see, I love the art. I love the dialogue. The story really grabbed me. I, mm-hmm. this is the type of Jessica Jones I like seeing in books. The, basically mentally broken one. <laughs> The toughest nails, but has a lot of mental damage and, well, and trying I, 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 to I, I, deal with her past.
0: And I like the idea of Jessica Jones being involved in something that is so outside of her comfort zone, you know, which is all of these different versions of Jessica Jones show up. Uh, I think that's I think that's a really interesting story for for this character that we've known. Uh, you know, throughout her own series, into the Avengers, etc. I'm, I'm excited to to see where this goes. And I got to tell you, I loves me some Gail Simone. Uh, it's nice to see her working on a character that I enjoy so much. And I I, I, I got to disagree with you, Andrew. I very much enjoyed Phil Noto's artwork in this Ugh. book. Yeah, Ugh. and as far as variants,
1: I kind of love the idea of a Captain America Jessica Jones.
0: Yeah, isn't that great? With their Thank super strength, you. she could throw the shield. Well, and I, and I love that the, the we get introduced to that character by the shield coming in from off frame and whacking both of the Jessica Jones that we see in frame in the head. I because yep. that's a move that Jessica Jones, Captain America, I just, I, I really dug it. I enjoyed this book. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I can't wait for the next issue. Excited to, here. See her, excited
3: to see her to make out with Matt Murdock in the next issue. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, Lord.
0: Oh, yeah. Geez. No, absolutely. I'm down All for right. that. Yeah, I, no, worry... I love
3: that preview of the cover. I worry about you
0: guys sometimes.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so mm. Paul, you did something yes, I you went <laughs> somewhere and I'm going to I'm going to skip our outline here. Uh oh. <laughs> you went somewhere that I couldn't go with you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean I feel like that's a common thing, but Yeah. Uh
0: Batman Catwoman number 12, the hell Paul.
2: You know, it's a good question. I you know, we we started on the Batman Uh, arc from Tom King and I think we talked a little bit about this in our last podcast that you know Tom King was not able to finish his arc in Batman they wanted to kind of bring in someone new you know get it a little bit more on course the sales had taken a turn Tom King's uh, you know did a a very long story arc but that was all basically in Batman's head and people were just dropping from the title that kind of thing so they're like all right Tom King I you know you've done 88 issues of this comic. Um and I know you you had intended on going to 100, do it elsewhere. Like they they gave him this Batman Catwoman uh you know maxi series to to wrap up his arc. Well, I picked up issue 1. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. I didn't like it and I didn't pick it back up until issue 12. Um so, you know, I, I picked up this issue 1 out of curiosity because it's the end of the arc, you know, and, and I did read probably 3 fourths of it. Um but at the same time, I, I also picked it up because I had read on Bleeding Cool, felt like, oh, this issue is very much a sequel to the double date issue of Batman, um, where, you know, Batman and Catwoman go on a double date with Superman and Lois Lane. And I was like, that was probably my favorite issue of the entire arc. So if this issue, you know, calls back to that, I'm I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to give it a shot. My God, did I hate this book. <laughs> my god did i hate this book and you know the superman you know lois lane appearance is is one page of a 30 page book i guess two pages they're they're basically their are witnesses um to a wedding in las vegas um so they, they actually do get married they actually do get married in this and book and is this in,
0: in continuity
2: um <laughs> who knows uh i i don't think i, I don't believe it is um it, or maybe real. it's some undisclosed p- place in the future because the, the book very much hops in and again, I've only read issue one and issue twelve, but the yeah. book very much hops um throughout time. So you see Catwoman as an older woman, um, with there with her and Bruce Wayne's daughter, Helena, um, and then it hops back to, you know, modern times and, you know, Bruce has died in the future and they like it, it kinda hops back and forth. Um so this piece. really,
1: if it's in continuity and they got buried, it's only till death do them part and Batman's dead. So That's a fair point. fair point. Fair,
2: fair. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, I wanted to I, I will say I was hopeful um, for this book. And and part of it is probably just that I haven't read the p- the prior 10 issues and just decided we, to like hop in. But you know,
0: it, it sounds to what you describe sounds almost exactly like what was in the main Batman book. Yeah. Right. When Tom King was there, because he was doing all of that, you know, different iterations of the Catwoman Batman relationship over, yeah. you know, Golden Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age, etc. Um, and it sounds like he never got out of that moment.
2: No, that, I mean that's exactly what this book is.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and you know, honestly, I didn't like it in the main title, so yeah. it, it's. I just don't think it's my cup of tea i'm sure some people have really enjoyed this arc but reading this issue kind of reminded me why i dropped out of the tom king stuff on batman when he was on the title it's very much in that same vein you know i'm probably preaching to the choir you either love it or hate it but uh i i I had regrets about
0: picking up this issue i bet i bet well you know i gotta tell you the thing that i'm really looking forward to uh is battle of the super sons we saw that trailer this week i gotta tell you I am, I am 95% excited.
2: I am too. You know, so it's, there's this new animated series or animated movie coming out. So the next DC animated movie is, um, a Green Lantern movie starring Jon Stewart. Mm -hmm. And then the one after that is Battle of the Super Sons. And I I think the trailer looks great. Mm -hmm. Um, I had issues with the voice work Mm -hmm. because It very much sounds like adults doing kid voices to me. Right, right. And that just really, like, took me out of it.
1: Probably because it's adults
2: doing kid voices. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Yeah, you know, but the the artwork on it looks fantastic. The important thing
1: to me is do they capture the personality and feel? And from the trailer, yeah, they do.
0: It looked really sharp to me. I, I got to tell you, I, 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 so many times on the uh, these animated features, I feel like they're so rushed that they didn't really uh, make the animation seem unique or appropriate to the story. And I got to tell you, I thought this looked really sharp. Mm-hmm. I, I was super excited about it. But is it me or has it been forever since we had a DC animated feature? I can't think of the last one we had. I
2: feel like there have it, been some, but I think they were like – Teen Titans, like um, Teen Titans Go versus superhero girls mm. or something like yeah. I think.
0: So, OK, so something that maybe I'm not going to watch. Yeah.
2: yeah, it feels like they were just cranking
1: them out until they did the Superman one that uh, was the first of their reset universe. Uh-huh. And then they've just slowed down so drastically.
2: Um, there was a there was actually so I'm looking at it. Uh, there, so on Wikipedia, Batman: The Long Halloween was the last one we talked about.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Um, in July of last year, but there have been since then. There was Injustice and a Catwoman. Catwoman Hunted.
0: Oh, right, because I, I, I didn't watch Injustice. Because I didn't watch either one smooth. of those. Yeah. But
2: um, July twenty sixth what was the other Green one? Lantern. Injustice. And, what was the uh, other one? Injustice.
0: Boy, I didn't even know that one was
2: out. Yeah, Catwoman Hunted. It looks like it has Catwoman and um, Black Mask. <laughs> yeah, that's not. And it says it's it's a. Uh, it's interesting, Wayne. It says it is Young Justice adjacent. Interesting. The Catwoman Black Mask one? Yeah, like it has something it says it was it's um written by Greg Weisman, who's I guess the the main showrunner on uh, Young Justice. And y. it says it was stated by Weisman to be adjacent to his animated series Young Justice. The events of the film occur in some capacity in the cartoon. Okay, then I will give that one a watch just in case. Well you'll have to you'll have to tell be the canary in the coal mine for us, Wayne, and let us know how that is. Because I do love me some Young Justice. Yeah, because the next four, it looks like, are Green Lantern, Beware My Power, Battle of the Super, which is July 26th, uh, Battle of the Super Sons, which is October 18th, then um, Milestone. There's going to be a Milestone animated movie after that. I am so
0: excited for that. And, you know, we haven't talked about it on the podcast, but, uh, you know, I've been rather underwhelmed by the new Icon and Static books from Milestone, but Blood Syndicate is fantastic. Issue two came out last week, and uh, issues one and two have just been terrific. A really sharp reimagining of that story it is really good. Uh, just you saying. know, I I um
2: I haven't picked it up yet, and so I'm glad you said it's good. I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, do, do, yeah, do, I, does it, does it feel totally like, skip um,
0: Icon and Static because they? Yeah, I was gonna used. say because my issues <laughs> with like the other books haven't been good, so that's why I didn't pick yeah. it up. Right. Yeah, no, uh, you know, I was worried about Blood Syndicate because while I very much enjoyed it uh, back in the 90s, um, it was not my favorite of the Milestone books. You know, that that was certainly Icon and Rocket and Static or what we called, uh, yeah, Static back in those days. But uh, it is far and away my favorite of books. So I really, really strongly recommend it. It is, you know, I was worried about how they were going to um, tell the story because Blood Syndicate is so wrapped up in what the 90s story had uh, around the Big Bang, you know, when all the gangs of Dakota are on the bridge at the same time and get exposed to all of these gases. They're they're telling a very different story uh, in this one. And I just got to tell you, it was fantastic. Fantastic. Hmm. I will investigate. Exactly. Big fan.
2: Um, you know, Aaron, you and I had spoken earlier this week about action comic. You know, I reached out to you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm struggling with action comics. And it was before I had read issue 1044. I was behind. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted, to, I had to read issue 1043 and then 1044. Um, mm-hmm. So I was really struggling with 1043. Like I had to put it down a few times because I felt like it was overly wordy. And I think one of my issues with this action comics arc, you know, we're, we're in the middle of the war world saga, um, mm-hmm. you know, written by, I think, Philip Kennedy Johnson is the writer of it. And it's kind of been going on since issue 1030, give or take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're essentially like 15 issues in 14, 15 mm-hmm. issues in and uh, and still, you know, we, we still have months to go. I think we're kind of nearing the end, but, we, you know, we're, we still have quite a we are over a year in at this point. And it feels like in this arc, it feels like it has moments of greatness. And then you'll have like three issues where nothing happens except talking heads. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have a great issue. And I feel like this issue of action comics, 1044 was, was a great one. It was, it was a lot, you know, stuff happened. Um, because I felt like 1043, 1042, you know, like the last few issues, I'm like, okay, like, we, you know, we've, we've come to a lull, in the story that not, it, it doesn't feel like enough happens in each individual issue. And then 1044, you know, ha, big action,
0: lots of stuff happening, you know, lots of setup. So I really liked it. I, you know, I am on the whole enjoying this storyline and not the least of which, because it scratches a nostalgic itch for me. Cause I really loved the original war world storyline uh, that George Perez and others worked on back in the day. I will say I find this story reveals some things about Superman that I don't care for in this in this version of the character. Like for instance, Superman is not a general I would follow into war. Um, Especially after reading this story. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he really screws over his team, uh, and with I mean, he doesn't he doesn't protect his people at all going into this battle with Warworld and. You know, he went into battle with no backup, you know. Now, some of that was him getting screwed over by uh, the League of Planets or whatever they're calling themselves, you know, that they decide that, you know, well, we're just going to let Superman go off on his own. We're not going to help him at all. Um, But, you know, the Justice League, you know, is like, yeah, we can't we can't pick this up right now. If you'll wait a while, you know, we'll come in. And, you know, and that's Batman. Batman was telling him that. Um, so he goes in with no backup and I mean, his, his team is fucked from the jump. So that's one, one problem I I have with just what it tells me about Superman as a character in this iteration of Superman. But I got to tell you, um, I love the story in a lot of respects and I thought 1044 was a better issue than most. And again, I'm enjoying these for the most part. My 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 challenge with the book is that it is very much an exercise in nonlinear storytelling, and it is difficult to understand where you are in the story at any given point. And yeah. to such a to such a degree that ten forty four opens up, and I am like, whoa, did I not read ten forty three? And so I re downloaded ten forty three, and no, I I had it. Just felt like such a major jump between those two issues. Um, but by and large, you know, I en- I love the. Mythology that's created around superman um i think some of the storytelling pieces are a little artificial in terms of why mongol is allowing superman <laughs> to continue uh, yeah. when he had has the the ability to uh shut this shit down earlier on in the story but you know there 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 is a thin layer of explanation there so i appreciate that i just don't agree that it's a, a particularly valid explanation but i think the artwork is, is really strong in this book i'm really enjoying the different take on the cultures and some of the cultures are very alien yeah. um, one of the things that i keep hoping we'll see you know paul do you remember from that original storyline uh from action comics back with george perez doing the writing on it and i, mm-hmm. I can't Okay, it wasn't Jurgens who was doing the artwork. It was it uh
2: Starlin, I think.
0: Or no, Mignola no. did
2: the covers.
0: Right, Mignola did the co- but I, I cannot remember very I traditional. Didn't... It doesn't matter. Um anyhow, there was the preacher, the cleric was that was that was the character's name. Do you remember the cleric? I do. I, I keep wishing he'd show up, that there'd be a version of him. In this story, I know that the the cleric storyline, which, you know, yes, was drawn by Mike Mignola uh, in, in in his origin story. I really wish that that would somehow tie into this offshoot of, of the Kryptonians that we're seeing just just to you know, have some of that that continuity. Uh, I keep looking for him. I keep looking for him in panels. Where is he? Where is he? He's got to be here in one of these crowd scenes. But. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting a kick out of this book. There are just some things that I find a little frustrating. Um, and it was you know, Jerry, and Ordway and yes, Jerry Ordway on our yes, Jerry Ordway. Thank you. But, yeah, but yeah, no, I hear you. And
2: I, I you know, the, the few, you know, it kind of in in relation to your thoughts, I find myself getting a little frustrated at Superman in this book, and mm-hmm. the characters are mm-hmm. as well. And but I, it's interesting because I find myself sharing in their frustration that Superman is so hopeful and right. not as aggressive and i know you know like this is the little kennedy johnson telling you know kind of showing in in both ways the positives that superman is is so adamant and strict to his moral compass Mm -hmm. as well as the negatives of damn this is frustrating like can we just do something like you hear his characters like can we just go after you know and save apollo like why are we why are we going to all these other places why haven't we saved apollo yet um you know stuff like that and i i i actually share in their frustration. so it's it's Agreed. interesting yeah. um you know you had mentioned the art i like the art when it's consistent right. Um you know it, it, with this book and the next one we're going to talk about there were like fill-in artists for a few pages of the book and that weren't necessarily different scenes weren't necessarily different timelines or flashbacks um and i that really takes me out of it especially when the artist is you know is so significantly different, or the mm. artists are so significantly different from each other, and they were in action comics. But you know, again, I there is more good than bad in this arc. I find that this arc will probably in trade be I excellent, yeah. an excellent yeah. read. Um, Completely as a agree. monthly book, because it's not bi weekly, as a monthly yeah. book, it, it does test my patience some. Uh huh. Yeah, I well, it
0: just it feels much slower than the story is actually being told. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like if you're reading it in one in one chunk, uh, it'd be a very different experience. But Paul, I gotta ask you before we switch over to our next topic. Um, a World Without Clark Kent Part One, the uh feature it. and God, it was fantastic, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, David, I loved it. The David Lapam artwork was terrific. Uh, Supergirl wearing pants, I thought was terrific um I, I i i loved every part of this it was yeah. so bonkers and fun i dug, in, so I dug what it so
1: what what is the setup for the world without clark kent because i've heard that is the next storyline and i was kind of curious what it what the deal is uh, it reminds me go
2: ahead go ahead um you know it, so he's you know he's on war world and but he he has left behind some war world refugees um that are 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 dying, essentially. And it's about Lois and Steel and Supergirl kind of teaming up to cure them, and Kellix as well. So at least this particular storyline was focused on that.
0: Uh, but it, it's it's the it's the other members of the super family taking care of business while Superman is is off world. And it doesn't really include Jonathan. Right. So it's yeah. it's everybody but Jonathan on Earth because, you know, Jonathan's got his own stuff to handle. Uh, I, I, I just I really dug this. It reminded me of the you know, and, and I think the name really leans into that. It's that whole world without Superman arc from uh, post death yeah. of Superman. And, you know, what's to the your world point? The doing? arc. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I, I it just it felt very, uh, very akin to that. And I just I thought it was a lot of fun seeing the supporting cast, you know, carrying on. Uh, and again, I just there was a, there was a bonkers quality to it that yeah. I just I, it seemed like so much fun. Because I
1: really want to read a book that I enjoy with Supergirl because it's been a while. I love I the I character, like... but I haven't liked what they've done with her.
2: You know, Wayne, I think you will genuinely like this story after it's been tr- collected and trade. Um, because I, I, like I said, I, I feel like the, the, the issues I have with it are more about the pacing, which goes away when you're not only getting, you know, one chapter a month.
0: Well, and let's be, let's be Frank. There are, when you compare it to the vast library that, that is Batman stories, there are precious few Superman collections out there to read you know when you when you compare them side by side uh you know batman just overwhelms the shelf right Mm -hmm. um i i would like to see more of this kind of storytelling with superman uh so that we get more opportunities for you know really great uh you know archive uh, backstories for him because there's just so damn few of them
2: you know a while back when hickman jonathan hickman was leaving marvel now he's back um Actually, I, I don't know what he's doing right now because he's not on X-Men I would love anymore, to see I him
0: think. on a Superman book. He would be perfect for a Superman book, yeah. by the way. But this kind I of like feels Hickman esque. I will say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because it's a lot of world
2: building, a lot of different cultures, you yeah. Know, taking Superman into space, I, I feel like this is very similar to a storytelling that we probably would have gotten with Jonathan Hickman had he agreed ever come over. So, again, recommended, but I well, would recommend waiting I, for the trade.
0: I will say I think it makes a strong case for why Superman is off world, right? Mm -hmm. You know, which is allowing Jonathan the spotlight. Um, I think it gets a little dicey on the other side of this story if Superman doesn't come home, you know, and and the the plausibility of why he's left his wife for as long as. Yeah, I don't. So, yeah. But, you know, I'm going to wait and let them tell me the story. I'm going to try not to uh, not to, uh, you know, read in things that aren't there yet. Just saying. But but Paul. Yes, sir. D.C. versus vampires.
2: Yeah. You know, I I wanted to briefly talk about this um, in in that, you know, D.C. versus vampires um, came out this week. And it's it's um, D.C. versus vampires killers. um, And we had not talked about D.C. versus vampires hunters, which had Damian Wayne and, you know, kind of storming the compound of Nightwing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the, the main title took a break to allow the artist to get caught up. And, you know, kind of stay on a regular cadence. And in that time, they've had these two one shots. Now, you know, I, I had not read Hunters. So I, I I went back. Oh, really? Yeah. And I and I read both of them. I found that I, I think I liked Hunters more than I than I liked the one that came out this week. Killers. Mm-hmm. I agree. I yeah, feel definitely. like, you know, the main title is co-written by James Tynion. Uh, I think it's James Tynion. The fourth is it's James Tynion and Matthew Rosenberg, I think. And, but these tie ins are not, they're just Matthew Rosenberg. And I feel like the difference
1: is obvious. Yeah. How I would describe this, because I've been thinking about it, the main title is like Coca Cola. And these titles are like Vess. <laughs> what the are hell? Like is RC Vess? Cola? <laughs> yeah. They are, they're not like disgusting, make you want to puke, but they are definitely not the original thing. They are very clearly a knockoff that
2: is not the quality of the original. But I will say, you know, the, the, the Hunters had an emotional component to it. This one that came out this week, Killers, not at all. This was just fun. But I, they're both I, important to the overall story. So they, they though they are one-shots, if, if you enjoy DC vs. Vampires, you kind of have to read these because important things happen in both issues.
0: I, I, one of my big complaints about this book is, is that everybody looks like themselves except for one character. And Solomon Grundy, does not look like Solomon Grundy in this book, and I, I was like, I, I when he first shows up, I'm like, I'm gonna guess that's Grundy, but you know, really doesn't have a Grundy esque sort of feel to it. Um, that the that was, was my big
2: very a little cartoony, a little um, it kind of reminded me of like a, a late 90s like Todd Nauk. Ab- like, uh, like that a, was
0: exactly where I was going, and I liked the artwork for the most part. I just didn't care for the, for how. Uh, uh Grundy was drawn. I you know, I found the story entertaining. I wasn't mad when I finished the book, but my problem is I don't like Harley Quinn to begin with. She is not one of my favorite characters. Uh, and I did not care for the relationship between her and Catwoman.
2: Cuz yeah. no but I did like how she does... killed
0: her. spoilers. <laughs>
2: I I did like that.
0: Well, you know, I just I feel like Selena's not Selena is at, is is so far and away out of the the same level as Harley Quinn. Um, you know, they're they're not girlfriends like she and Poison Ivy are. Um and so it just seemed weird to me that they would have this girlfriend relationship in the book. Um I don't see them ever getting along in any way in yeah. any situation. Because that's just not who Catwoman is. And certainly not not the Catwoman that we've known for the last several decades. Yeah. Um, you know, because you know Catwoman is certainly much more playful than Batman, but there is a very mature element to Catwoman that is just not present in this book.
1: Yeah, I did not care for the art on this. I I don't know, it just everything looked off to me. I didn't like the take on Harley, the I don't I can't really put words to
2: why I didn't like it. It's just the general It's it was it, it, it and here's the thing again, Paul, 20-year-old Paul probably would have loved the art on this book because it it is kind of one of those, not uh, extreme, like extreme comics, like Todd Nauk or, or maybe Joe matter before he became good. (laughs) You know, Um, (laughs) it kind of has a little bit of that cartoony art style, which I used to love for me. And honestly, in a different book, I probably would have been fine with it. I I didn't care for it as it relates to this story, because it, it, it didn't quite jive with the art that we're seeing in, in the main title. But yeah, you know, in I the end it, it's still readable. It's not like it wasn't an awful book Yeah,
0: no, was. it's 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 not the worst thing. Yeah, it it's just like wasn't
1: best enough it, enough. The, <laughs>
2: It's <laughs> like cheap ripoff Wayne keeps off. saying <laughs>
0: Cheap ripoff.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> well, like <I> mean, Shasta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. President's choice, what? whatever knockoff brands you have in your local area.
2: <laughs> president's <laughs> choice. My God, Wayne. I haven't <laughs> heard of either hey, one of these.
0: Hey Paul. <laughs> yes sir. Hey Paul. Yes, there is a rumor. I, my sources tell me that uh, next week's books are going to be wildly expensive.
2: Yes, I hope you have your wallet
0: ready.
3: Um, well, so I have, the, wallet I have ready. Ready. <laughs> your wallet ready. <laughs> that correct. Yeah. That's correct. Right. Well, really yeah. <laughs> well, it really so depends tell, on tell what you purchases to Paul. Well, tell Paul, what's yes. coming out
2: next week? Okay. So, from DC Comics, we have Batman issue 125, which is the start of the new Arc by Chip Zdarsky and Jorge Jimenez. Um, so this is the new creative team taking over the title. I think we have liked very much what Chip Zdarsky has been doing on Batman the Night. Um, and he is now taking over the monthly Batman title. So that, that kicks off next week. Uh, we were just talking about DC versus Vampires. DC vs. Vampires issue 7 comes out from DC Comics. Um, uh, uh, also from DC Comics, the final issue of Joker. Finally, Wayne... The final issue of Joker is coming out, and uh, I'll Aaron, believe it when
1: I actually yeah
2: read it. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it and and, and have read it. Um, assuming it sticks to the landing, Aaron, you definitely need to check this out when it hits the Infinite App. Um, I have I really really loved this series. Um, also from DC Comics, Dark Crisis issue two featuring Nightwing versus Deathstroke, and Flashpoint Beyond issue three, and the Black Adam Justice Society Files Hawkman one-shot these are basically tie-ins to the upcoming black adam movie it's also coming out mm. from marvel comics we have the new issue of amazing spider-man amazing spider-man issue five we also have the final issue of king conan king conan issue six and the final issue of strange academy finally strange academy issue 18 mm. is coming out nice makes
0: me sad that it's the.
2: it yeah. is well they, they say of this first year so i'm um, maybe they're just going to take a break and come back but it I mean, they kind of took a break before this issue too, so right, right. Um, Yeah, but at least you know it's it's an end to this first arc, and I'm very much looking forward to it. And um, so,
0: from the, sorry, go ahead. No, I, 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 you go ahead, and then I'll. Uh, <laughs> well,
2: make from an Image Comics, there, there's a couple of interesting looking titles from um from other companies from Image Comics. Liam Sharp, um, who's you know a fantastic artist, has a new book coming out called Starhenge. Um, the art on it looks pretty spectacular. I, I, I might check it out. Uh, Starhenge book one, the dragon and the boar, like a, a science fiction, science fantasy book. And, uh, from AWA, uh, what is uh I, I know you guys have read some titles from them. There is a, a, another new book, like a science fiction type book coming out called Absolution by Peter Milligan and Mike Diodato on art. Mm. Ooh, I like that team up. Yeah. So some some
0: interesting, you know, non D.C. and non Marvel titles coming out next week. Interesting. Well, you know, I know I said that I was off of Dark Crisis, but (laughs) (laughs) there has been a lot of of, uh, press about, uh, you know, that issue number two of Dark Crisis is uh, awfully special. And I, I, I read that between – I read between the lines as, yeah, we know we shit the bed with Dark Crisis number one, but come on back for Dark Crisis number two. It gets really good. Paul, are you in for Dark Crisis number two?
2: I am. Uh, this, is the, you know, this is the one that I've been – I know. But this is the one I've been waiting for, right? This is the Nightwing yeah. versus Deathstroke that, like, the big battle that they're talking about, um, that they've uh-huh. been talking about. So I'm hopeful. I'm on the
0: fence about Flashpoint beyond issue three. Um, Yeah, I think I'm out on Flashpoint Beyond. Uh, They they uh, that was issues one and two were just too awful. I I can't I can't do issue three on Flashpoint Beyond. But I feel like I'm going to buy it because I'm going
2: to be like, oh, maybe this is the one that turns it around. And then and then (laughs) issue three will be done. And then I'll be like, well, it wasn't. But there's only two more issues left. Or no, there's it's a six part series.
0: You would think I don't know. I would have learned over the many decades of reading comic books <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you know, good money after bad is rarely. Read.
1: If there is one thing we know about Paul, it's that Paul does not
2: learn. Yeah. yeah fair. I will say fair. the books I'm most looking forward to next week are the endings. Uh Joker and
0: Strange Academy. Those will probably be the first things on top of my read pile next week. Well, hey, we want to know what's in your read pile next week. Give us a call, 972 That number, once again, 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the air, you could win one of my raccoons.
2: <laughs> Exciting. You can also Ooh. hit us on, on uh, social media, i o m geek on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
0: What a deal. Well, we are recording this on independ- American Independence Day weekend. And uh, yes, as is tradition, as is an American tradition, I am making uh, cheese enchiladas today and tacos. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right for Texas.
2: That's I, I, that's right. I, I, then I think we need to wrap this up because I am on my way. Are <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, you guys All right, having fun? You, could... you too. And uh, we will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.